ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFU Refugees Podcast, Ted here, John here, talking DC United, Washington Spirit, maybe a little, little, little spike of Richmond Kickers, maybe a little bit, little bit of US men's women's national team. Less of that, maybe. I don't know what I don't know what we're gonna be doing for the next for the next few weeks. Well, I guess we got spirit to talk about, which is good. We do. Really good. We got we got all kinds of content to talk about. Uh John, how are you doing, man? How was your weekend? It was great. Uh, instant classic on Sunday, I think. That uh, was that was that was really awesome to be there for. And uh, I really wish they would not have stacked the times of the DC United game and the Spirit game together. All of the people <laughs> covering the Spirit game would agree would agree with me on that. Uh, I think the guys who are paid to cover it uh, did a little bit better of a job keeping everything straight. I think than I did, but I did my best uh, to yeah. to know what was going on in DC United while I was watching the Spirit. So. Overall, good weekend. What about yourself? You had a well. That wasn't weekend, right? Was that that game was on Friday? Richmond Which game? one? The the Richmond game was Saturday. Saturday. It was yeah. Saturday evening. Yes. Yeah. So so it was still. Th- I, I consider Friday evening part of the weekend. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but once yeah, like once five once five o'clock once five p.m. hits, man, that's that's the weekend. That's that's the weekend. That's true. Um, so uh, that, that's all I consider. But yes, uh, but the Richmond Kickers falling one nothing, uh, and then watching DC uh, just could not Nashville could not find a way to score a goal so it was a tough tough soccer weekend, and then the spirit rescued it like they always do um so it's it, it was incredible incredible game on sunday watched it um on the live stream on the stream on paramount plus um so just an unbelievably entertaining fun game that was zero zero for long stretches and those games can be very boring but this one was no um, incredibly fun <laughs> incredibly fun uh, an incredibly fun game it's one of those um, games where you wish that you could talk to people who complain about low scoring you know mm-hmm. it's like hockey too it's like how interested could a zero zero game be like what if i told you there was 30 shots between these two teams and it wasn't like they were all off frame either like they, it's just like saves uh both goalies were on one as as uh as you might say and it was uh it was great we'll get to it yeah it was a it was an absolutely incredible game um and but first uh first let's talk uh let's talk dc uh let's talk their their season unfortunately came to end they picked up a 3-1 win over toronto uh a game that really uh was kind of a after a series of kind of rough um i'll call them rough games over the past few months some some non-fun Lasada soccer, even in their wins. Uh, it was nice. This was kind of a, a return to form. Uh, DC were, were extremely clinical. Uh, on the road, a, even. On yeah, the, on road, the road, road, we were clinical. On the great. road. On the road uh, against uh, against Toronto. I say I watched about 50, 60 minutes this game, and then it was kind of 3-1 through there, and I was like, okay, I'm going to switch over to Nashville because that was the more important game. So I got, I got like, some, some analysis, but I think I think the overall picture is going to be talking about sort of the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, well, let, let's start with a little bit about the game. Uh, Ola Kamara picks up two goals, led the golden boot race again for a short time before Castellanos. Stupid Castellanos. <laughs> scored a goal and gets the gets the boost from assist, but he finishes tied with goals in the golden boot race. Uh, does not win the ultimate golden boot. Uh, golden shoelace. Count. He gets, so he gets a silver boot. <laughs> <laughs> we should have yelled stop the count uh, when, right. when he got that second goal. Uh, but let's start. Uh, so uh, one nothing. First, first goal comes off a really nice. Uh, Julian Gressel, I think, found his found his form um on the on the service uh much better on the service today uh first goal comes from c Birnbaum header into the back of the net uh dcr cruising they give up kind of a, a soft i'll go ahead and call it a soft goal coming back um i forget who scored it for toronto richie larea richie richie larea um sort of a pretty pretty soft goal um but then uh, DC uh, gets another set piece, and apparently that's been a weak spot. If I've been following some TFC people, uh, that the set pieces have been a weak spot uh, for Toronto. Uh, there, by the way, apparently, uh, apparently, it was led that maybe on the verge they're going to be hiring uh, Bob Bradley. That was released. I think that was. I don't know if that was confirmed. Confirmed, but we ha- we retweeted well, it. So. Yeah, well, there, there were some rumors. There were some rumors that it was a done deal, that it was going to happen, and then there were some other. So, no, 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 pump the brakes on that. Apparently, there hasn't been talks, hmm. um, so it wouldn't be the first time I think something like that happened from this particular account that they've sort of just trying to infer things. I think that that they think will happen, so then they can say, "Ah, oh, we called it." Um, that's that's my thought. That's my thought on that particular account that I think had the first drop on that story, if I remember correctly. Um, but. Uh, but uh, basically, the the rest of the game, uh, a really really nicely worked set piece uh, goal. Uh, completely, uh, it was it was kind of fun funny to watch two defenders like just completely leave their lines 
uh, crowd over. I think it was uh, Air was Ariola. I think on that um, it was Gressel Ariola to Ariola to Gressel to Kamara to Kamara. Yes, and then a back heel pass. Uh, great goal, nicely worked goal. Uh, Ola Kamara with the back heel. Um, maybe people thought I think it was Julian Gressel who scored it, and they saw the little uh, the little 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 uh, redirection from Ola. Yep. So it's a goal scorer's redirection on that one. Um, so uh, two one, and then. Um, the uh, I believe the uh, third goal came from a penalty kick. Uh, so I think the second goal was oh, the second penalty goal was kick. A PK. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Five second minutes goal later, was the PK. Five minutes later, the, the second goal was a PK. Uh, nice ball from I believe Andy Nahar to Ola Kamara. Uh, Ola Kamara gets a touch out wide, and uh, Westenbergs. They're a little confused on whether it was a PK or not because the of course uh, it, uh, the uh, NBC Sports Washington can't control where the, can't control the camera. They're all taking the feed. Uh, from the from I think from TSN I'm I'm gonna go ahead and it was it. funny they were uh, Doug and uh, Doug <laughs> Dave and uh, Devin were were like in a in a booth like down the hall from us while the game was going on calling it from Toronto while yeah. we were watching it on local feed <laughs> it was just it was just a very convoluted way that we were all uh, we were all experiencing it <laughs> because they couldn't let you just crowd around Dave and like and just like get the live get the live experience I mentioned it to somebody like we could just knock on the door right now and like you could and then that would be the last time you're ever here I'm like that's true <laughs> that is true Dave would so, be fine with so we will not do that <laughs> no <laughs> it'll be like Mark it'll be like a uh, Mark Ingram it'll be like yeah. just have me on man I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm TV gold <laughs> Uh, RFK people, Refugees legend. Uh, I'm sure yeah. everyone would love to. I mean, that would be great. I mean, it would be worth it if you think yeah, about it. Worth it. We lose should, we my should. credential, but I think of all those viewers that would have never heard of the show. That maybe. Yeah. All right, let's think about it next year, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but anyway, let's uh, let's get into the the third goal happens. Very nicely worked. Uh, corner kick goal, like we talked about. Sorry, I mixed up the order there, guys. It's been a it's been unforgivable, a Ted. Unforgivable. I I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the game ends three one. Uh, I think most people at that point, I, I like I said, I didn't watch much of the second half. I switched over at that point. I kind of knew I was like, all right, I'm gonna kind of like keep track. If there's a goal, I might switch back and you know make it a little nervous. But I think for right now, I, I need to watch Nashville versus Red Bull. Uh, Nashville, uh, we're, we're give them credit. They had a good uh, a good minute there. I think about. Uh, second half where they were pushing for a goal and then i think it got to be 88 89 90 and they're like all right guys let's just kind of kind of you know pack it up I, I think i thought if they don't get a goal if it's still 1-1 you know inside 90 minutes they might still be trying to push for that goal everybody was talking about seeding and positioning and i was like is the difference from second to third because there's no reseeding there's no reseeding if there was reseeding i could see the argument but there's no reseeding the mls playoffs and that's dumb as anything um, but it's is just really that Na- any- Nashville was the master of ties this year. That's all. That's yeah. all it was. <laughs> Nashville ties and they make the playoffs. But um, I, I really didn't. I, I didn't particularly understand the um, the, the receding argument to me. I, I think they would just want to go and win in front of their home fans. I think you just want to go out. You always want to win your home games. Um, I'm not really sure what the advantage would be right now. I mean, I guess depending on who you want to play, you would get DC. And or you're going to get the Red Bulls or not. Sorry, not not the Red Bulls. They finished third. Rebels play Philly. And I think Nashville plays, I want to say, Orlando or Atlanta. Is it Atlanta? I think it's Orlando Atlanta. in the chat. Orlando in the chat. So I, I knew it was one of the two. Um, But uh, uh, Orlando in the chat. So, I mean, uh, it's it's eh, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's a little bit of difference. Maybe that's a little bit of a reason to, to want to play it. But I mean, it doesn't impact. You still basically meet whoever the second place team is in the semifinal, you're not playing the first place team. So, I mean, I would think wanting to avoid fourth or third or fourth seems like worth it to me. Once you start to get to, uh, once you start to get sort of between second and third, there, there are a lot of things. Uh, MLS, please, please, for the love of God, do reseeding. You should be doing reseeding. Um, that's my last, last effort on that one. Well, um, you got, you got Jaime Moreno in the soccer hall of fame. So maybe this will, maybe this is your next cause. Is, to celeb. Maybe this, is ne- maybe this is my next thing. Um, I know the uh, the I don't think NWSL does receding, which again is stupid. USL does receding. They do all receding throughout their playoffs. It's great. Um, basically, we were the the kickers were hoping in, before the game that Chattanooga would lose to North Texas because not only did it keep alive a potential uh, a potential uh, city stadium final, however unlikely that would be, they would get, they if they had won their game, they would have gotten Greenville instead of going to. Um, to Omaha, 
which would I think would have some fans would have definitely traveled down for. So I think that receding thing is definitely something that MLS playoffs should consider. Um, anyway, season's over. Let's talk season. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Apologies, rants, ran over. John, give me. Yeah, I've talked enough. You give me, give me some of your, give me some of your raw thoughts about this season. What are your? Yeah. So I, I didn't get a chance to watch the press conference because again, press conference was happening during the game. But I was mm-hmm. talking to some of the beat writers who were on it, uh, and the themes were the same for Hernan as they usually are. Like I think the the phrase he said in Spanish was that he got water through a rock uh, by how how far they got this year, basically saying like. I did a lot with very little here. I, I did. I, we were able to. We were able to get further along than we thought we were going to get uh, uh, early on. So, and he also said that he cried when he saw the Nashville results because he thought the team deserved to go through. Um, did the team deserve to go through? I don't know. Maybe, maybe as much or more than the Red Bulls, right? I think once you're at the bottom of the table, the bottom of the people making it in this, those scraping in, DC has a. You know, as a shout for it, it should have been them. They had a horrible last month and a half, mm-hmm. and that's that's what happens. Uh, overall, you know, I, I, there's so much more that we're going to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do a roster analysis. We're gonna look at uh, who needs to stay, who needs to go, what spots need to be improved upon. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll leave that to the future here because we've still got the spirit to talk about where they're actually still in the playoffs, and and uh, got me looking at flights to Louisville. Uh, in, in a week and a half, uh, but I think I think the overall thing that most you know we feel this way. I feel like Twitter feels this way. I feel like any fan that I've talked to feels this way is that uh, never has making the missing the playoffs felt so good. Mm-hmm. Never have we felt better about a team that didn't make the playoffs than this 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 year. Uh, the hurdles that he had to overcome, the team had to overcome uh, from injury. Whether you know whether it's whether those things are uh, exacerbated by anything that the team is doing itself or not, or just bad luck, uh, they were they're real. The man the man games lost were real, and the fact that they were in contention with a team that was near the bottom. I think only Cincinnati was below them last year, right? In, in the in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I have to go look at the. I, I think go look at the standings. I think that's what it was. Either way, they were yeah. very bad. Uh, and they didn't make a whole. They made three. They made three signings. They didn't spend a lot of money. So the fact that they got where they got has you have to be you have to be pleased with with that. Uh, expectations are up next year. Mm-hmm. They're up for everyone. They're up for the team uh, and and where they spend their time and their money here in this off season. Uh, apparently, we've got scouts already in Brazil right now, uh, and the expectations are up for the players, for the players who did not perform. Up to snuff. Uh, I'm, you know, there's so many players we could point to, and then also, you know, expectations are up for for the coach. So say he gets what he wants, right? Say he gets, say he gets the roster that he wants, uh, gets the backing that he's been asking for. Then he's got to deliver. And I think of those three, of those three things, of those three elements of people who have to improve or do better. I like Ernan to do what he said he would do the most. I think that there are the players that underperformed, I think under the same coach next year with just the hope of a, of a full preseason. I don't have high hopes for Edison Flores. I don't have high hopes uh, uh, for some of the other players that, that I'm talking about in that way. And I don't have high hopes for the team necessarily spending in exactly the way that, that Anon would like to spend or utilizing his European expertise the way he's been asking them to do over and over again. So we have a we have a long way to go, and, and, and silly season. I, there has to be a lot of action. Whereas last season was was a bit dry. I think no matter what happens here, we're gonna things will happen. There will be lots of ins and outs. It's unavoidable. There are players already that we know aren't coming back. Uh, there are players that I know from Loudon that are getting signed that haven't been announced yet. So there are there's player movement happening. Uh, so that it's exciting from that perspective. And then we just have to see how the rest of it goes. There were some, you know, obviously, I, I, if you have to tell me, is it disappointing that we did not make the playoffs? I, I'm going to say yes, it, it is. Considering where this team was August, July, considering the the slew of home games that they had, I understand they were against tough opponents. Um, considering some of the, the missed opportunities, uh, you know, we talked, people, people have pointed out that NYCFC game where they had it at, at 1-1, they pushed up on a corner kick and then they ended up losing it. They pick up a point there. They're in the playoffs. You look at the Orlando game. They don't let Daryl DK, you know, free 
They'd kept him in, kept in, kept him in a bottle most of the game. Finishes one one. They get a point there in the playoffs. Um, so there, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of I guess what what ifs about this season and kind of how it could done. So I mean I am I am disappointed. To your credit though, I am very excited about the future. Um, you know I I I don't hold the same negative opinions I guess that you do uh, about what this team is going to do this off season. Um, I think that they have shown that you know they brought in Lucy Rushton, they brought brought in data scientists, they've made front office hires that seem to indicate to me that they have learned that they need to do more than just sign Wayne Rooney and hopes. And I hope I hope they take the same effort just because you have this, I mean, really exceptional coach, motivator, a guy. I mean, this I don't think people understand the I guess the tactical sense that I think Lasada has that I think a lot of people he maybe doesn't get. He gets credit for, I guess, his style and what he implements. Uh, this guy does have a really good tactical sense, and we saw it numerous times out the season. Uh, I don't think anybody here would have thought that playing, you know, and, and maybe it was an off the cuff type team, but playing Andy Nahara as a as a uh, as a center back was a a stroke of genius that just worked, and it worked very well. And there were other moves he made to kind of bring guys in. Um, I, I'm I'll be curious to see. There, there's an argument here, I think, amongst the fans: is it depth? Is it top level talent? For me, it's top level talent. This team mm-hmm. needs more top level talent. If this team goes into the season with this either with one designated player spot open, if two designated player spots open, um, then I am going to be very, very upset. They should have all three designated player spots filled. Or there needs to be a guarantee. And if by the and if they keep two and they say, well, we're going to sign by in the summer, then you best damn well better sign somebody this summer. Um, and I'm not sure how this summer is going to work. Remember, the World Cup is not um, is not happening until the winter. How does that impact You know who might be available, who's, who might be looking to sell? Uh, a lot of questions heading into 2022. I'll be curious to see who maybe drops down from a to a TAM level player. Maybe Paul Ariola. Maybe that opens up three spots. Um, who who really? Uh, it's going to be an interesting off season for sure. I will say this: my my one cynical remark will be all of those off season hires from a financial perspective don't add up to a Nigel Roberta. I don't ima- I don't imagine all of those hires cost a million dollar transfer fee. So that the, the the intention is shown so that they've definitely they've earned they've earned goodwill based on the fact that they are not just saying we don't need to hire anybody we're fine uh but it well i think the that's the first hurdle to overcome and i'll give them that the next hurdle to overcome is where uh, show me the money lebowski that's that's yeah. uh that that's where is the money lebowski not show me the money i've <laughs> put two money quotes together um i want i wanted to get to some of the there's some questions here in the chat i want to make sure that we address those sure um cogsworth well worthington says flores not being on the bench can only mean he's finally out of dc question mark i think he was he's uh, still injured not fit right yeah so not uh, that was nothing to, nothing to say about that uh, Jack nine, two, six, five wants to know if it makes sense. I assume this is about Flores. If it makes sense to keep him one more year, which is his contract and before the options, we've talked about that a lot about what do you do? What do you do with Flores? Um, he can't stay healthy. His, his, uh, his value is as an all time low, uh, for the time he's been here. Uh, and then the weird situations where he does play and the, like the seven combined minutes, where he's gotten to play with Paul, he looked good. He hasn't yeah. looked he hasn't looked like DP world beater, but he's looked good. Certainly serviceable. Certainly more than the value that you'd get for him if you moved him. So I don't know. I think buying him down. To, if you could find a way to buy him down and open up that spot to spend again, that's that's probably your best case scenario because you're not going to get you're not going to get value for him. And if he does magically stay healthy, he could contribute. So 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 a couple, a couple things about that I think and, and if I if I dig deep into my knowledge of endless roster rules I don't think we can buy him down because the transfer fee gets factored into whether ah, it's a designated and player at five or million dollars there's no way you can probably amortize that and, and he's on his first contract it's the reason Paul had to be considered now Paul could be bought down I think because that contract is over so that transfer fee no longer applies so you re-sign him at a rate. That if you can buy him down with Gam, you could theoretically get him down. I could be very curious to see if they do that, if they have to That'd keep Flores, and then that opens up two spots. Um, so that that would be that'll be something I'll be watching this offseason. Whether we keep, I, I think I think honestly, if I am if I am Lucy Rushton and I am, uh, I think that is going to be the ultimate talking point here. 
Um, you know, do we do we think do we think we can get something out of him? You know, Hernan, Lucy, and they're all. I imagine they're all going to meet. You know, do we think or should we figure out a way to cut our losses, get a sale, get a quick sale out of it? We get some of our money back, and we go and look and find. And the do spots think, open. There's, yeah. there's 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 value either way, right? Like, yeah. you could see you could see it going either way. It's a coin flip. Yeah, and he could come back, and he could be good. We'll we'll see. I mean, I I will say. A lot of these players with injuries, I'll be very curious to see, number one, how the training facility factors in this yep. offseason and uh, Lozada's training regimen. He's talked a lot about how bad the offseason was. So I know that's going to be his first priority coming into the next season is going to be to get these guys, keep the fitness up. Uh, he might let them go for the holidays, but as soon as January hits, it's it's go, go, go. So, And then I think they still have an open higher open spot on the training staff, Gabriel Mm-hmm. I don't want to get his last name wrong. Gab- Gabriel is, uh, I don't was, I don't think he was replaced. So I'm sure that they'll, I'm sure they'll make changes to that as well. And I think also there's a good chance that you will not see uh coach interim chat anymore. Uh, I think both him and Zach Thornton had a one year deal uh, that, that coincided with this. And I think it's very possible that he wants to bring on more of his people. I, I would see that guess. I would, I would yeah. think it might happen. Um, uh, another question here from the chat before we move on to the spirit. Uh, SMC Ultra asks, do we think Andy Nahar will ever get to the point where they don't have to babysit his minutes anymore? That's a good question. Uh, and, uh, for those who don't know, I think everyone probably who's listening knows is that uh, the reason for that is because Andy Nahar had many lost years due to injuries. He had, mm-hmm. I believe, two ACL injuries. He came back to the league. He didn't play for a while. This was when he was at Anderlecht. Um, this is uh, uh, the first injury, I believe, happened right as he was being linked with Arsenal. Uh, and then he, he blew his knee and he came back. He blew it again. Uh, he was not playing for a while. He went over to LAFC for a chance to sort of bounce back. He played eight or nine games, didn't factor, uh, played his old position uh, in the midfield, I believe, uh, and didn't do much. And then came here, got a rebirth from playing a new position, had his minutes closely monitored, had his had his sort of like miles run basically by the fact that he was in center back, even though that didn't stop him from running up and down the field. Uh, but it, it was better than it was better for him than if he was a winger. And was able to, and didn't play on turf, uh, a bunch of other things. They made it so that they, they, they protected him. Now, if they sign him to a long-term deal, does that make them more or less likely to continue to baby him? I think he's going to be babied for the rest of his career. I think he, I think he's like a veteran. I think he's like a veteran, uh, like, uh, like a Zidane when he was still playing it towards the end of his career. Like, you do whatever you have to do to get the magic on the field. Even if you, even if it costs you not being able to play him on turf, even if, you can't if it's got a, 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 a like a Sunday Wednesday game. You gotta you gotta decide which one he's not gonna play in. He's so much better than the options below him that and and the impact he brings to your team makes him worth the accommodation. I think he'll probably be like this forever. What do you think, Ted? See, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna have to agree with that. Um, I think the the interesting little nugget that was sort of dropped before the before the Toronto game was that he apparently, uh, according to to uh, I guess Honduran media, has uh, declined a call up to the uh, Honduran national team. Oh yeah, that was a big uh, that was a big thing. And everybody thought he was gonna be injured, and I was like, I'm thinking about this. I I am wondering if there was so Honduras right now. I have to go look. Uh, I know they, they just are, fired their coach. Yeah, they just fired their coach. Uh, I was kind of surprised at how much Andy Nahar was playing uh, when he was in World Cup qualifying because we had seen his minutes being managed three match stretches. He was playing starting every game uh, in that in that World Cup qualifying. And I'm wondering, I am sure that had to upset upset Lasada considering how important he is. Uh, they just got rid of their coach. They are currently bottom bottom of the bottom of the standings right now. Zero wins, th- three draws, three losses. They are not qualifying no. for World Cup. They are they are done. I am wondering, Andy Nahar is like, yes, you know, I want to go represent my country. This um, is a sinking ship. <laughs> this is a sinking ship. You know what really would be nice if I took some time off my legs and I can continue to recover. And um, I am sure I'm not sure if Lasada maybe uh, not maybe forced that move, but maybe very strongly suggested this would be a good idea maybe that and maybe that was the agreement maybe that was the agreement between the two uh coming in who knows my um, my my buddy on the in the press box uh Mario Maya uh said that i guess in uh, spanish language reports that Andy was saying he was mentally and physically exhausted mm-hmm. in addition to the the fact that he was carrying quote unquote an injury so yeah i mean i'm not mad at that i'm glad he got to play for i, I look forward to him having uh, an off season where he's able to rest. A lot of these players 
Uh, I think of Julian Gressel, like guys who just had infinite minutes, just just were killing themselves all year long. I look forward to them having a break. Uh, and and last question before we move on, SMC Ultra also asks, do we need to assign a player in Andy Nahar's mold to be able to give him a break? I think it's a challenging thing to find. I think he's a he's a kind of a unicorn, uh, at least in you know certainly in MLS, but even in the international market. I think unless you were like I'm gonna convert a player, uh, you know, if anyone has an idea who who that might be and what that might look like, then that'd be great. But I I to my <laughs> for my life I couldn't think of who you would be able to put in the Nahar role, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very difficult role, and it's been talked about a lot on the, how it just doesn't exist. Uh, the team does have, I think, have a two-year option, is what I've heard on his contract. Uh, so they better I, they better make it right and not just extend him at his very low rate. I, I think they will they will definitely accept that option. I hope there is a full hit hit the button, <laughs> hit yep. the button, extend that option, um, and then maybe you negotiate. You try to maybe give him a little boost. I'll be curious to see what they do. Uh, I think they might give him an option and. You know, say we're, we're going to spend this offseason working you back and then, you know, summer we'll, we'll talk about what we can do for a permanent extension. I could see that happening. And if you want to show go ahead, he's still a liability with it, with how with how, you know, how healthy he can be. So I'll be curious to see what this offseason brings for him and how many games he plays next season. Yeah. And if you want to show the team that you think that Andy Nahar should be resigned, you should subscribe uh, using our Amazon Prime sub mm-hmm. to uh, RFK Refugees right now. Uh, and then we'll pass that along to the team. That's that's the that's what we do. Uh, I, but I, I, go ahead. I, well, I was going to say I wanted to maybe just kind of quickly run through maybe a couple players and see whether you want them back, sure, or or not. Let's start with. So the this list. is the this is the very the the very thin version of the uh, of the roster analysis. Yeah, we'll 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 do we'll maybe do some deeper stuff as we get more towards the off season and we definitely like will. Yeah, <laughs> for but, sure. Uh, but uh, but just want to some quick hits. Uh, Tony yeah. Faro. bring him back. If you can find someone better, sign him. Uh, I I, it, I I want to see some improvement maybe on that on that on his line. on his on his salary on, on on the veteran minimum yeah or if there's sure. somebody or if there's a uh, I'm not sure I think Jacob Green Jacob Green plays out in the way out wide doesn't he and not a center back yeah not a center back I was curious if we had like another center back we could maybe bring in I think if you if you have a guy in Loudon that you that is a that you think maybe can fill that role or you think I'd say maybe give him a run um or I think Tony Tony had some good moments but I think towards the end of the season he kind of got a little bit worse so and I, I'd like to see some improvement there in the depth wise um I I, I hesitate to bring up this name um uh but uh Drew Skundrich uh I think you I Ernan's not gonna let him go Ernan yeah. loves him he's he is for sure staying I I want to see him I want to see him back I don't think he will. I hope he's not maybe playing in that role, uh, the the same sort of wing type role uh, that that we saw that would just didn't suit him. I would like to see him as a. I think he is a good guy off the bench. If we are relying on him to start games, then things have gone horribly wrong, which they did a lot of the time. Um, I got two two more two more two more up the top yep. of my head. Uh, so we will start with uh, Felipe Martins. Uh, he's on a very large contract Mm -hmm. and that if there's something, if there's something there where he can be restructured, uh, considering his role in the team, I think he's a great keep because there are times he's come on the field and particularly in the last sort of like, uh, when the team was sliding, um, and he was, he was coming and he was one of the brighter spots on the field. So I think, uh, the only reason you might not keep him is because he might be an impediment to Moses getting on the field. Yeah. And if that's your reasoning, and you're going to play Moses as that third that third rotational defensive midfielder, then that's fine. But if if you're not, if it's still going to be sort of up in the air, I would keep him. Um, by the way, everybody in the chat is talking about how we forgot about the shields. Um, we did and not I would say <laughs> we did not. We did not. Uh, I think I think uh, the shields. I don't, has he been, had he been playing for Loudon at all? I don't think I'd really seen him for Loudon. Everybody that the team drafted and sent down there will be gone by the end of yeah. the year. Kyrie, I think Kyrie Shelton is that good name, right? No. Uh, uh, Shoot, <laughs> he he scored a goal in preseason. Yeah, oh my goodness, we're, he plays he plays wing. Uh, oh, this is how bad this is how bad it was. I knew. I think I'm pretty sure it's uh, I, somebody's I, gonna hit us in the chat here. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Kamarni uh, Smith, thank Kamarni you. Smith, I knew it started with a K. There we go. Yeah, I don't know why no, I said Kyrie a, Shelton. I don't know what I was thinking. And he'll be gone. He'll be gone too. Yeah, um, yeah. It, 
it's the draft, man. I don't don't worry I, about the draft. It's I, I would be I would be fully okay with DC United just dumping the rest of their draft picks for for Gam. Give them to Austin. Give, give, them them to, to Austin. give them to Charlotte or something. Give them give them to the give them there. Yes, but Kamardi Smith, man, just so many players we talked about the game. Oh, maybe Kamardi Smith will be like a, a good option, and then it was very clear in the first game. Nope, that's not the case. that is ev- that is every season, man. That is that is our <laughs> life. If you if you could you could do a sizzle reel on uh, on guys who turned out to be nothing that we were hyped that we were hyping uh, anyway was there anybody um, was there anybody else on that there, list there that you was wanted one, to go through there, there was uh one more player uh, adrian perez <sighs> tough one adrian perez it is a tough because he didn't score any goals but he 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 provided a spark before he got hurt and he was dangerous in a lot of ways uh of those players that i that i think that you could probably I'd, I'd get rid of him. I'd keep, believe it or not, I'd keep Alfaro and get rid of him for the reason that uh, Alfaro is is fifth down the chart, probably maybe sixth as a center back, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think Perez got too much run for a guy who uh, could not score uh, in that position, and I think that I would rather see him spend some money in the left wing position than than the fifth center back. So I would probably let him go. Yeah, I think he's in. I think I'm putting him in the same role as Afaro. Uh, I mean, I would say if you can't find anybody better, I mean, sure, he, he's cheap. He brings you something. Um, but I mean, I think if you can figure you can get an upgrade, you you take it. Uh, I mean, I'll, both Afaro oh, and Perez are. There we go. Sorry. Yeah, oops, sorry. My internet connection appears to be doing what it's usually. You're doing. good now. Yep, I'm good now. Except my video is now frozen. Let me just <laughs> refresh that real quick. Nope, that's not going to work. I'm just going to... It's just going to be me, guys. Hello, everybody. <laughs> All right, there we go. We might be back. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, Agent Perez, uh, yeah, I think you find somebody better, you 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 get him. If you're not, then you just kind of you kind of move on. So, SMC uh, Ultra is asking about Giovanni Bolivar. Uh, I think both him and our Luis Paz are on, are on loans. Yeah. Uh, options to buy. Bolivar played well. Uh, Paz played well. But it appears based on Instagram that he's done and gone and going back to his team. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be great to keep him. I think it's always good to have somebody down uh, down there that uh, in positions where you're you're thin up top mm-hmm. or you're thin on the on the roster. And uh, forward is quite quite obviously that. Um, yeah, I'd keep I'd keep him if you, I, if you could keep him in Loudon. You know, I, I think that's another. I think with a lot of these guys, I think it's going to come down to. Um, you know, does does Lasada want him? Is Lasada going to use him? If not, thanks, Giovanni. Thank you for your service. You know, ha, ha, we're, we're going to send you back. If he does think, hey, I think there's something here. You know, I think he 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 is a guy you could maybe look at. You know, slotting in to Adrian Perez's spot. Um, he's a guy maybe you could look at doing that. Um, I, I think uh, the only other guy maybe I had him list was Nigel Roberto. I think he's an absolute keep. Yeah, uh, he. I. I am very excited. I am looking out for him potentially being a guy that you bring back. I, he's loan. He's on a loan this year, right? Too, I believe. So he's. They bought him. He, oh, they, they bought own, him. They That's own, right. They. They got him That's out right. right. I keep. They do always do loans and then they switch it. Up. I know this was the weird case where they actually did what they're supposed to do. Yeah. But he. But he. Uh, but he was really good. Uh, he. He grew throughout the season and really turned into a very dangerous player. Uh, I'm. I am. I am very high on him next season. Much more higher than Eric Sorgo. We know Sorgo's gone. I'm not He's gone. <laughs> He's going to kill it down there in Venlo. Yeah. Uh, Jack9265 says, uh, what about Cudi Pietro? I would uh, bet you, uh, I would put a mortgage on the house. You're going to hear that he was signed to a yeah. contract here. Pretty he was, cool. he, he was, he was excellent. Um, I, what was it? I was reading like, uh, Loudoun United's like expected goals versus like expected, like, uh, goals given up. And it was like, completely flip-flopped from what they actually were or something like that. Yeah, like, they're like top this, 10 in some of their statistics. And just did not go I mean I don't know what that is. I, I don't I have no clue what that is. That is like that that has got to be like the strangest thing ever. Um anyway, that's the wrap up on the seat on the uh DC United season or what we'll we shall return more. we will return in a much more comprehensive way. Probably what I would expect we'll do is we'll take a part of the field uh, and, and go through each of the each of the players to that part of the field on that episode, and then sort of give you some stats breakdowns and decide what we're going to do. Uh, keep keep or get rid of. Real, real quick, who's your player of the year? My player of the year is probably Olakmara. I'm giving it to Julian Gressel. Oh, it's about my man number two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Olakmara. Olakmara got the goals. 
Uh, but I mean, there were stretches where he was, he was just not, he had one kind of really solid stretch and he scored a lot of goals. And that's when this team started rocking up the table. And you know, mm-hmm. when he started not scoring, that's when things started to go south for this team. Uh, so this team definitely went, went where he went. Uh, he had opportunities. He had chances. He wasn't putting him away. Uh, Gressel was just very consistent. He faded a little bit towards the end, but he still had at least one good service. E- even in that game against New York Red Bulls where he was bad, he gets the first pass that sets up uh, that sets up the goal from Kevin Paredes. Um, and we even talk about Kevin Paredes, another player I think that – I think this was a year we saw Donovan Pines, we saw Kevin Paredes, Griffin Yao to a lesser extent, I think. Um, Wasted year for Griffin yeah. and, and Moses. And Moses. Uh, but guys, I think that we saw we saw potential, uh, particularly in Moses. We saw there were some signs that maybe he might be able to make that next step. Um, and I think, you know, if you think that next year or in a couple of years, Moses Nyman can maybe step into that Felipe role, kind of be that more two way player. Maybe you look at uh, cutting some salary on Felipe and, and putting Moses into that position. Be yep. Very curious to see uh, to see what that is. Uh, give us your thoughts, guys. Who's your player of the year? Um, let's see if we can get producer Brian to get a poll up. Uh, for the people watching on the stream uh, to get the viewership. But um, in the meantime, let's shift gears to a team that is still playing. They'll be playing next week uh, against OL Reign. I believe that's Sunday at 3 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. Um, just found out I'm going to be busy for the final. So if they make the final, I'm going to have to figure so out. So you're not going to be on the bus that I'm chartering. No, you're not going to be the me. bus you're chartering. Sorry. I already made, already made commitments. Already made commitments. I'm sorry. It's but uh, seven and a half hours door to door for me. <laughs> seven and a half hours and 220 bucks for for a plane ticket so if i value my time i fly yeah <laughs> if i value my money i still fly because gas is expensive now so it's probably still it's probably still the move yeah and heinz like a, a loan option to buy i think he would be a key player by the way chat was just chat was just going yep. off on that so definitely want to talk about that but let's talk uh let's talk spirit let's go to spirit uh spirit played the uh north carolina courage in an absolutely scintillating game uh Back and forth both ways. Audrey Bledsoe and, and Murphy, uh, the goalkeeper for the Courage, uh, each making incredible saves to keep their team. Each of them had, I'd say, about three or four, like, if there was a vote for, like, save of the week for the playoffs, like, they would just be their saves. And, like, that would yep. be it. <laughs> that would be all you would need. It would be, in, like, literally, it would be, like, Bledsoe one save, Bledsoe two save, and everything. And everything like that. Um, John, you were at the game, man. Give us some of your thoughts. What was it like in the stands? What was it like? Oh, it was wild. I think they had about, I think there was about 7,000 fans in attendance, which is not what they would have hoped overall. But I think uh, it was their, it was obviously the loudest and biggest uh, uh, attendance of the year, I think, probably. Uh, It was, it was really wild. I feel like there were, there were times uh, where both teams were in ascendancy. the whole game sort of sort of flipped back and forth. Like you, like you alluded to, the goalkeepers were really the stars of the show. I'm going to read some stats real, real quick just to get you an idea about that. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Uh, Spirit had 33 shots. <laughs> uh, to the, This is over the course of uh, ex- after extra time. 21 shots for the Courage, 13 on target for the Spirit, 8 on target for the Courage. Uh, I feel like every one of, every one of the saves uh, for both teams was, was a diving save. Uh, I, I just over and over again, Casey Murphy, you know, Aubrey Bledsoe did great, but I think Casey Murphy was the one who made a lot more of the unbelievable saves, mm-hmm. um, over, over throughout the whole night. Uh, yeah, where do I start? I mean, I mean the, 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 the performances of the players who got you there were shining. I think uh, for the whole game, Ashley Sanchez, uh, maybe not, uh, not the case so far. She, she came off in the 70th minute, which I thought was. Uh, a bit of a surprise. She hadn't impacted the game really since probably the first probably 30 minutes. So I don't know if it's tired legs, but basically Ashley Hatch, Andy Sullivan, uh, and Trinity Rodman were, 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 were boss in the game the whole time. Andy Sullivan, uh, was all over the field. I think the statistics, somebody posted it. Uh, I don't want to say it was, it was a hundred passes. Let's see. 120 passes, 120 minutes played, only misplayed six passes the whole time. Uh, and they were all long passes. So she was she was just phenomenal. The subs that came on, so sort of all different times. Uh, the 70th, the Tara McEwen and Julia Rotter came on in the 70th. Uh, and Tori Huster came on in the 98th. And all three of those players for the time that they were on the field were amazing. Tara McEwen was probably the 
she's only given a six seven. I think that's I think that's garbage. Uh, she was she was a pivotal player. Uh, she was going at players. All the North Carolina's backline who were getting tired. She was she was exactly what they needed to come on. Tori Huster was doing that until and it was awful because it happened right in front of the press box. She's running in on goal and she looks like she trips and it is very clear that she she blew her Achilles Achilles tendon in her left foot. Uh, which apparently, according to Craig Hoffman, who covered the team for two years, she has been battling with it for two years to try to sort of just nurse it through. And it looks very much like it went. It's very tough to come back from a Achilles at any time. But Tori has been, it, she's she's probably on the, the back end of her career, despite the fact that she is looking fantastic on mm-hmm. the field when she does play. Uh, but that is a tough injury to rebound from. Uh, so... That was a killer injury. It was awful to see, um, but and I mean, I guess I guess we could talk about the fact that uh, they. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying. All of my internet is is crapping out here. I'm uh, just trying to get the timeline for the for the goal. Uh, it wasn't until minute uh, one. It was like one seventeen. I just wanted to go over like some of the the expected goals. By the way, uh, were were two point four nine. Ended at, through the whole 120, 120 minutes for the spirit, one point two one for the courage. Uh, the 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 overtime period is where the spirit just absolutely dominated. They were just it, it was. I, I think this is where having young players, having a youthful team, was very you know. I think uh, Dabinia, uh, you know, Lynn Williams, some of those other players were definitely starting to to feel the to to feel the fatigue. I think in that game and, and the spirit and, and like you said, Chris Ward. Uh, pulled the right strings on subs. I, I think I would say North Carolina first half. It was it was a lot more. I would say North Carolina had the better of the chances for most of that first half. Then the spirit started to pick up. It started to kind of go that way. Uh, it was kind of back and forth. I think in the second half, and then by the time the extra time period hit, it was it was all spirit, hundred um, percent. Lynn Williams missed like three shots that should have been goals. Yeah. Like inside the six, she misses. She missed the goal, and she's she's not one to miss shots that often but she was extremely inaccurate uh thank thankfully for the spirit's sake uh but yeah ashley hatch uh corrals a rebound that drops trini i believe it was trini rodman trini put rodman, the first yeah, shot on took the shot uh uh murphy makes her first mistake of the game drops the ball doesn't corral it and ashley as she has done all season is 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 a shark in the box found the ball and, and put it in and the place exploded uh, yeah, it was it was it was bananas. Hundred and thirteenth minute, uh, and then there was a little bit. Honestly, after that, the courage put. There was no fight back. They knew that they knew that they were cooked. It wasn't like the spirit was really under the under threat for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the case. They were they were they were well well and truly cooked. So, uh, oh, and um, just an amazing just an amazing performance. I feel like, uh, team of destiny is is a. Uh, thing often thrown around. I think the courage were a team that you really wanted to, to knock out of this playoffs because they were peaking, uh, right. Like they always do towards the end of the season into the playoffs. Normally they run away with it coast to coast basically, but this season it was more about right coming into the end of the season. They were, they were really starting to gel again. They had the same issues with a coach that got fired at the end of the middle of the end of the year for being a horrible person. Uh, so they had, they had a similar problem. How do you, how do you, how do you put things together here at the end? Um, the spirit were able to do it. Chris Ward didn't lose any games, uh, and now I, I feel like they got to believe in themselves to take it. They take it the rest of the way. Uh, they have beat uh, OL Rain in Tacoma already this season. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're afraid of them. I don't think that they're. I don't think they're concerned uh, about how that might go. So uh, the Red Star still being in there is a bit of a problem because they have been a bogey team. If the if the final is the Red Stars and the Spirit. Expect it to be extremely ugly, uh, and not on a, not a, a visually enjoyable game. So, if you're if you're a neutral or if you're thinking about flying out, uh, just just keep that in mind. That's something I I've seen them enough times this year to know that whatever happens, it won't be pleasurable. It's um, it's it's one game in a final, and it's a neutral uh, a neutral venue as well. So I I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like the spirit are kind of the the team of the team of destiny uh, right now. Uh, that's kind of what I'm feeling like, and who knows? Maybe Chicago will end it, and then suddenly it's it's a wide open it's a wide open field. Think things can happen in the playoffs, man. The playoffs are crazy. That's why also, I mean, the old rank could come in and absolutely beat uh, beat the spirit. Uh, don't Good. don't don't discount that because yes, uh, I've watched enough enough sports to know that yes, a team beating you heavily in uh, 
in the uh, regular season means nothing once you get to the playoffs. It's a very different animal. And and this was a team uh, people talked about uh, the courage in this game. They had not had a good season. They had very much. This team was the, the, the courage were the dominant team in NWSL for a while. They had all the talent, everything. Uh, they had they had they, this was a, a slide back from their usual uh, dominance uh, in NWSL. And people said they found another gear in this game. They were a very different team. They looked more dangerous. So don't expect the same from from the OL rain um, from that as well. So um, I believe it looks like I was seeing who won our poll, by the way. I just wanted to bring that back up. I'm not sure if I saw who won the poll on who won the player of the year poll. I saw it pop up, but I didn't see anything. Um but anyway, to get back to the game, uh, just absolutely high quality soccer. Trinity Rodman, I thought was there was a GIF, I think a GIF posted where she she loses the ball and most most attacking players would just kind of throw their arms up, kind of jog back to the to the center of the field. Um, and uh, oh, there we go. Trinity messages. Um, she would kind of stroll back the field, but she basically hustles back, wins the ball, prevents it a counterattack. Uh, and that, and that's the type of effort you don't see a lot with attacking players. So that was uh, incredibly cool to see uh, from, from Trinity Rodman. Yeah, she was, she was motor all night long and she was, she was battling blisters. She was battling the back spasm that she's had uh, all, mm-hmm. uh, all season, basically. Uh, that's another player who's looking forward to the off season. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's, I think that's unavoidable. We are, I haven't even told Ted this yet. I think we're going to have, uh, an unnamed spirit player uh, for interview on Wednesday to talk about this game and, and to preview the weekend. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that. We'll have more on that when we know it. Uh, but y- yeah, this is this is a team that is uh, really cooking right now, really believes in themselves. Uh, we'll now have another additional motivator in playing for their uh, their leader uh, and and, uh, and longtime you know stalwart Tori Huster, who will be out for I'm sure. Uh, the rest of well, I don't know however long. So this is this is something that I you know I think they could do it. I really do. I feel good about it. I was I was talking to uh, Gretchen Ham before the game, and we were talking. She was asking me how I felt about it. Uh, and anyway, the DC United was still going on. I was like, I feel a lot better about the spirit than I do about DC United's chances to to have everything go their way. And I feel that if they win tonight, they're going to go. Um, so we'll see. We'll 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 have a we'll have information. We'll have a. We'll have an episode up later this week, and we mm-hmm. could do a little bit deeper dive on the OL Rain game that's coming up. Uh, but just a just a great game to have gotten to see live. If you managed to not have seen it yet, like I said, as zero zero games go, you're not going to find one. You'll be you'll struggle to find one more riveting. But, so check it out. And by the way, if you are not if you're not currently subscribed to Paramount Plus and you have T-Mobile, they are doing a free year on T-Mobile Tuesday. Get a free year of Paramount Plus. So if you have the service, definitely consider signing up. Uh, you get Champions League, obviously, and you get NWSL. So it's definitely worth signing up for. So you get to watch the Spirit through the rest of the playoffs. I'm not sure if the game is the semifinals. Is it on CBS Sports Network or is it is it still on Paramount? Plus? Don't know. I would bet that it's not on streaming. I would bet that that's part of their part of their agreement to put them on the big channels. Yeah, be interesting. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely go grab that. You get it, and you get it all through next year too. So you get to get to watch the get to watch the spirit and support them because I think there are some people that don't um, that don't uh, that I think uh, you know maybe they they say oh that's cool CBS Sports Network by the way for the Oil Rain Washington Spirit game there you go um, so a channel I, that not a lot of people have. yeah <laughs> yeah I had to, I had to upgrade my package to to get that to get that channel. Same. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but, uh, I, you know, I think it's, I think it's important for people to come out. I think there were some DC people that were out there, uh, but I think there is kind of an overlooked, overlooked fan base. And, and I think this was a game that, um, I think was a instant NWSL playoff classic. I don't know how many games, I don't know the history of the NWSL playoffs. Uh, I think probably the final, I know the final between the spirit and the Western New York flash, I'm sure would be considered a classic, uh, not in a good way. Uh, but this was a this was a good a good game uh, to watch and and a, and a incredibly fun game to watch and it ends well so so the euphoria is definitely there unlike some other instances so um, oh the women's super league is also going to be on Paramount Plus too they got that as a pickup so definitely check another it out. reason to buy it oh we I one more thing and I know we're shifting back but I wanted to get your thoughts I was going to bring this up when we were talking about the off season uh, the uh, schedule format for MLS was announced. Uh, the new schedule format, they will play, uh, I think, each team in the conference uh, home and away, and then there'll be eight games against the road. Uh, there will actually only be five Wednesday games. They have, they have, they have, they have set that limit. I am sure Lasada, I'm sure when Lasada heard that, 
I'm sure he was like, thank goodness. Um, that was it was absolutely crazy to watch that play. But did want to get some some quick thoughts on that before we before we close out. Do you have any as a yeah, as a season ticket holder next year, I'm very excited there'll be less Wednesday games. Uh, I think that as a podcast, I'm happy about that because yeah, it that's very, very difficult uh, to do a weekly podcast and then have to talk about two games and try to remember back to a game that happened uh, almost a week ago. So I'm very happy yeah, for that. Might as well not have even happened. <laughs> and then also struggle to get a podcast out before uh, before the next game starts. So definitely, uh, definitely. So from a podcaster's perspective, great. Yeah. Wonderful. Fantastic. Uh, from a balanced perspective, uh, I, I want them to, you know what I want them to do? Everybody's complained about how the supporter shield doesn't matter. Take take the supporter shield, split it up, give it, uh, do just the Eastern and Western Conference and give out give out your award for that. That's balanced. There you go. Done. Done. Fix that. Um, but yeah, it should be, should be a fun season. Uh, the season will, I think, run from February. Uh, earliest start forever for an MLS season and will run all the way to uh, mid-October to prepare for. Did you say February? Yeah, February 26th. Oh, great. Got to get a got to get a warm jacket. Yep, and it'll end uh, I believe the MLS Cup will be beginning of November, uh which I think like November 7th sometime around there basically to allow enough time for the World Cup. Going to be a weird year because usually, you know, we're World Cup years we're like in the middle. I think this allowed them to kind of stretch out the schedule a little bit because there's not going to be the month FIFA window they have to figure out how to to get around. So they're taking advantage of that. I think to end the season a little bit early, uh, but decision Bay will be a month earlier than it is now. Kind of what it actually usually was. I think it was usually around beginning of October um, around this time. Um, I hope they keep it. You know, I think they're also going to have to figure out, I, I don't know what we're going to get when we have the leagues cup. I don't know how early of a start we're going to have to have, how they're going to work around that. Um, we'd really love it. If, if, if MLS could figure out how to get around FIFA windows and not have to play during them, because it does kind of lead to some, some questions uh, leading up to the season, but also, but fun. I know I had a kind of quick transition to that because we definitely did want to get some thoughts on the MLS schedule. Um, I think that is going to do it uh, for this game, for this uh, show, though. Uh, and uh, yeah, guys, uh, subscribe on Patreon, uh, also on Twitch. Get that free Prime sub in there. Um, and uh, we will catch you guys uh, next week. Talk or about We'll catch you th- later this oh, week. Oh, later this we week. We have an interview right. with. I don't blame you on that one. I didn't tell you before the show. Yeah, you so did. Surprise. You didn't. Blame John, everybody. Blame John. Surprise. All right, guys. We'll catch you guys uh, on Thursday. Vamos.